Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. I love the theme that God gave me for 2023. We'll be preaching it today. If you keep the faith, everything is yours. Are you ready to receive everything God has for you? Listen to me. Everything the blood of Jesus bought and everything Jesus promised in his word is available to you by faith. But if you, but if you don't keep it, you can't receive it. If you keep the faith, everything is yours. Get a pencil and paper. There's some great revelation in this. It will bless you and minister greatly. Call a friend, tell them to turn that television on. This message is going to change their life because it's time to get what you should have. All of it. Ready? Watch this. Be blessed. Second Timothy chapter 4. And I want to start reading. First, let me tell you, he's talking to Timothy, his protege, writing this from prison. Verse 1 of 2 Timothy chapter 4. I, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who should judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be, not, that, not, not preach a word. See, there are a lot of preachers, they don't know what to preach. They're trying to look for some, something to preach and they'll find someone, they like that and they try to preach what they say. Jesus said, preach the word. He said, preach the word. I, I, I like that. Be instant in season because you just never know what God's going to do. Reprove, and I don't care too much for that, but we have to do that. Rebuke, I don't care too much for that neither. But sometimes you have to, you know, you got to train sheep to walk in the right valley. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. In other words, you shouldn't enjoy, you shouldn't enjoy persecuting somebody or trying to correct them all the time. But correction is vitally important to keep people on the straight and narrow, like they say. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. That's today. That is today. Churches don't really know what sin is today. You can't only say something because people might get offended. And God said, don't be offended. Because so, there's very little sound doctrine that's out there. So you have to find where that sound doctrine is. And how you find it is you find people that keep the faith. Then everything is this. Sound doctrine but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. I just found out there's a pastor now. He's starting to grow marijuana. And the church is all excited about it. His wife is pregnant. He's got two other women pregnant in the church and it's okay. Something wrong, ladies and gentlemen. It's the end times. That could never happen here. Never. Because you would never see me again. Kathy would shoot me, kill me. Burn me while I'm dead. Pray for God to heal me and then kill me again. <laughs> Praise the Lord, my God. Woo! Having itching ears. They should turn away their ears from the truth. Boy, is that today? And shall be turned unto fables or lies. But watch thou in all things endure afflictions. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord said he would deliver them I have a lot of, many people are always mad at me because I'm a blessed man or they, they misinterpret something I say. There's always somebody writing something because they have nothing else to do. They, their job, they think, is to criticize and, and, and to see what's going on out there because they seem to know what's right. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Watch this. Oh, it's just, do the work of an evangelist. That I do. Make full proof of thy ministry. How do you do that? By keeping the faith. Everything is your. In other words, your, your ministry will be proven. For I'm now ready 
to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. Verse 7 is where I want to get to. I have fought a good fight. I like that. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Notice that. And yet his ministry is still going on today. I'm preaching one of his sermons today. God gave me a theme about what he said, Paul, St. Paul. And it's such a blessing. So I want to talk about if you keep the faith, everything is yours. Now, how many of y'all want to be healthy? Keep your hand up. How many of you want to be wealthy? Put the other hand up. Don't lie. Put your hand up. See, you're so afraid to say that because the church has preached so much against blessing that you think it's normal to have poverty in your life when poverty is a curse. Best thing you can do for the poor is not to be poor. Why? Because then you can help the poor. You can be a blessing to someone spiritually, physically, or financially. He said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. And then he keeps going on, and I could just keep reading the whole book. It's just such a blessing. Now, this man is writing a letter of great encouragement. They're about ready to kill him. You think he cares? He'd been wanting to leave for a long time. He said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But I got to be here for your sake. In other words, I have to finish my course. You know, a lot of people ask me all the time, Brother Jesse, when are you going to retire when I finish my course? I ain't finished yet when I finish my course. Now, you know, I could have retired many, many years ago. I don't mean to sound arrogant. Me and Kathy could go today to Hawaii and suffer for Jesus <laughs> the rest of our lives. Why aren't you doing it? I haven't finished my course. I'm still keeping the faith. He said, I kept. Got notice that the Bible is full of the word keep and kept and keeping. You ought to go through the Bible and look for those words. Keep, kept, and keeping. It's just such a blessing. So write this down if you're taking notes. Keeping the faith is a practical mission. We are, we are to endure, to watch, and to continue. You see, if we endure, watch, and continue, we won't have time to look at all the junk Satan's trying to put on us. People say, what do you do today? I, I'm keeping the faith. It's a practical a mission. We Keeping the faith is a practical mission. We are to endure, watch, and continue. So I'm constantly continuing. And people say, when are you going to finish? When God quits giving me projects. When he quits telling me, don't do that no more, then I'm going to say that I'm ready to be offered. I'm ready to go. I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? Do what you got to do. But I really believe there's a generation that won't see death. And I believe it's us. Now, if I die, that's okay. If he don't come get me, I go get him. Uh, that doesn't change my destiny or my destination. What changes destiny and destination is when you don't keep the faith. Write that down. You wonder, why did that happen? Because you didn't keep the faith. Now faith is. You have to keep it. So keeping the faith is a practical mission. We're to endure it. And it's not bad. Not endurance, it's actually an enjoyment where you need to watch and continue. In other words, faith keeps you so busy you don't have time to think about what the devil's saying or what he's doing. Write this down. Your faith is full of emotion and energy. Your faith is full of motion. It's moving all the time and full of energy. It deserves the passion of your belief. Your faith is full of motion and energy. It deserves the passion of your belief. That's why I talk about faith so much. That's why I develop it. That's why I put that scripture out there. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that goes out of my lips. How do you do that? By keeping the faith. 
So my faith deserves the passion of what I believe. See, and passion will get people's attention. You see what I'm saying? That's what makes a Super Bowl winner. They have enough passion to see it all the way through. They know they're going to get hit real hard. They got some 200, 300-pound guy coming at them with everything they got. But their mind is so focused on that ball. They catch them, bam! And you, it's amazing. They get knocked all over the place. But because they have a passion to get to that goal, they become Super Bowl winners. How do you know which one wins? The one that has the most faith. God's no respect the person, but faith will open doors that you'd be surprised you never thought you could walk through. So your faith is full of motion and energy. It deserves the passion of your belief. That's why I talk about it so much. Faith is the thread of the fabric of God's clothes. Now people say, he's been talking about that for 47 years. Why? Faith is not the work of a moment. Write that down. I know I'm going fast. I'll go over it in a minute. Faith is not the work of a moment. Okay, we got that one. Now we're going to shut down. No, no. Faith is not the work of a moment, but of a lifetime. But do you ever get tired? No, I have surrendered. Surrendering to faith deepens with, within us. See, when you surrender, it deepens within you. It gets so deep that Satan can't get to the bottom of your faith to pull it out. Let me say it again. Faith is not the work of a moment, but of a lifetime. Surrendering to faith deepens within us. My faith without sound and anger is so deep, Satan can't get there. You ever saw me sad? Why? Why am I not sad? Even though I've had sad things happen, Tim. I mean, you know, it, it's called life. But because my faith is so deep, the sadness cannot get to the bottom of it. The reason why I don't have financial trouble is because my faith is so deep, it can't get to the bottom of it. Now, somebody's going to write another letter about this one. I don't care. You see, I don't believe in what I call surface faith. Shooting the dice, hoping it might work. Uh-uh. See, when you're surrendered. You know why me and Kathy have been married for over 52 years? I surrendered. <laughs> don't laugh. It ain't funny. No, I surrendered. The reason why we go eat at places she wants to is I surrendered. Sometimes she surrenders. But I don't mind her picking it. Then she gets mad. Every time we go somewhere, I have to make all the arrangements because you pick it. You want something your way. So let's just do it. I just go with the flow. How many men know what I'm talking about? Look. <laughs> Boy, this is a good sermon. Wives, listen. We just surrendered. Faith is not the work. I got to laugh about that. I ain't looking at Kathy. I'm, I'm, I'm looking over here. Faith is the work, not the work of a moment, but of a lifetime. Now, notice how this is all going together. Surrendering to faith deepens with us. I said keeping the faith as a practical mission. We ought to endure, watch, and continue. So I'm waiting for God to say something. I'm waiting for God to say something. Your faith is full of motion and energy. It deserves the passion of your belief. So when he says something, I go do it. When she says something, I go do it. When the church wants to do something, we go do it. So you notice how that's all coming together. And everything is ours. So faith is not the work of a moment, but of a lifetime. Surrendering to faith deepens within us. And it's so wonderful. If people would spend more time 
blessing people instead of criticizing people. It's just truly amazing. It's amazing how much people just love to criticize. Because you see, their faith is so shallow. It's so shallow that all they can see is what they think is wrong. But you find them next week, they'll say something totally different than what they said the week before. Write this down. Spiritual insight is a powerful motivator. You see, faith is a powerful motivator. If you keep the faith, everything is yours. I want it to be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in, blessed going out. Quit thinking about just money, even though that's a part of my life. Well, how did you do it? What motivated me? What, what motivated me to believe that? Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Deuteronomy 8.18. So let me say it again. Spiritual insight is a powerful motivator, which makes you get up and do something. See, when you're motivated, you get up and do something. Peter said, I don't know if that's you, but if it's you, bid me to come. And Jesus said, come. Bless God, I just got out there. He had a, it was something motivating him. People said, why'd you build this church? I was motivated. I didn't want to. You know what I wanted here? An Olympic swimming pool. <laughs> what? For my, for my, uh, uh, my employees. I was going to do an Olymp a big health, I believe in health and all that kind of stuff. I was going to do all that. And I was going to build a little small chapel, not this, in the corner over there. So I could talk to the staff. I wasn't going to have guest speakers. I was going to have, watch that. I was going to bring in some people just speak to my staff. Because if you notice, I'm not a pastor. But God motivated Kathy. She said, we need to build a church. I said, I don't want a church. That didn't change her. She got out my boat and started walking the water. If I'm going to stick with her, I had to walk with her. And during the walking of the water, she said, it's your job to pay for it. Whoa! I didn't want to pay for something I didn't want, but I did. Why? I surrendered. You know the song, I surrender all I just did. And I'm glad I did. She was right. I was wrong. Do you see what I'm saying? Spiritual insight is a powerful motivator, which makes you get up and do something. That's why Peter's the only one that ever got out of the boat. He was motivated. One time, Jesus said, whom the men say that I am? Man, Peter was motivated. He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. My Lord, man. Jesus said, flesh and blood had revealed that for the first time, Peter heard the Father's voice. But my heavenly Father motivated to say that. Now, you can get in trouble when you get idle. My four and no more. You get so busy with feeding people and I believe in feeding people. Blessing people that you don't grow your faith in the spiritual things. And the, and the world only knows a church about how many people it feeds. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. You know, and giving groceries. And I believe in that 100%. I believe in all that. Don't misunderstand. But you see, you go there. If you get sick, you just got to take the hit. Satan kills your baby. Well, the Lord took your baby home because he looked into the future. And saw that the baby would grow up and it might make it to hell. So he took the baby out when the baby was innocent. Lie, you fry. If that's the case, he should have killed us all while we were innocent. You see, you might be able to feed a lot of people, but are people growing under your ministry? Ah. And if they're not, you're not keeping the faith. 
so everything is not yours. Mm -hmm. Write this down. Never eat the bread of idleness. What God says is not a suggestion, but a command and a responsibility. Never eat the bread of idleness. What they say that the idle mind is the devil's workshop, something like that. Never eat the bread of idleness. What God says is not a suggestion, but a command and a responsibility. Go with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 2. I want you to see something here. Let me show you what idleness will do you. Genesis chapter 2. And I, and I really love this. Oh, my God. Now watch, let, let me read a few verses. I want to read verse 7. And the Lord God for form man out of the dust of the ground. What did God do? He broke ground. <laughs> when he broke ground, Adam came up. And, and breathed into his nostrils, not into his mouth. That would have been CPR. Into his nostrils, the breath of life. Actually, the original Hebrew says the breath of lives, which means you were in that breath. Ooh, I like that. And man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And therefore he put the man whom he had formed. Wow. Go down to verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. He did not dress it. He did not keep it. He lost it. That's idleness. Everything is so good. You hear that old cliche, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. God did not finish the garden because it wouldn't be finished until man puts his hand on it. Why? Because of Ephesians 5 verse 1, be ye therefore imitators of God as dear children. He said, dress it. In other words, I want your taste on it. And keep it. Ah. If you keep the faith, everything is yours. How come we're not in the Garden of Eden this morning? How come I'm not preaching under a pear tree? Because he didn't keep the faith. You know, Adam and Eve is a prime example of they were eating the bread of idleness. And ladies and gentlemen, you don't do that. Adam and Eve didn't keep their priorities straight and got, got thrown out the garden because they got thrown out. We got thrown out. They didn't stay focused on God, on what he told them to do. See what I'm saying? I mean, God's not hard. He just tells you to do something. And God wasn't suggesting anything. He was commanded to do this. God has so much for each and every one of you. Remember, we know in whom we have believed and we're persuaded to keep what we have committed unto him. See, the word keep and kept is all over the Bible. And you need to really study that out because God told Adam and Eve, dress it and keep it which means if you don't keep it, you could lose it. See, that's what I'm talking about. If you keep the faith, everything is yours. I got a great question today. People send in questions sometimes, and sometimes we get to answer them. This is from a person named Lindy. They write, I heard you talking about paying taxes and how believers should look at it as seed sowing. Then you talked about how we could change the soil and make it good ground. Can you please tell me how to do that? Well, we need to pray for our leaders so we can live a peaceful, gentle, quiet life, Lindy. Listen to me. We can change this nation. All people have to do is get saved. All the unfertile ground 
boom, becomes fertile immediately when we put God first in our life, spiritually, physically, financially. That's how you do it. So I pray for this nation every day. I pray for all our leaders every day. You know, and if they don't, God said he will move them out and put the righteous in authority. That's how you change the soil. You understand? That's how. And you know, people get so mad about paying taxes. And do I think they charge us too much? Yes, I do. But, you know, we want good roads. We want good things. What we, they need to do and what we need to pray for is that they spend the money correctly in our nation or whatever nation you may be living in. Then the people are blessed everywhere they go and they see how good a country can become. Are you enjoying this today? I love this theme. If you keep the faith, everything is yours. Everything. Now, the church can say something. No. Or the world say something. No. God said everything. Everything. Now faith is. Now. Everything. And if we'll do that, God's word will work not some of the time, but all the time. Now, stay right there. I'll be back in just a moment to speak another word to you. I want to show you a few things that are going on around here. I'll be back in a moment. Be blessed. Take some notes and watch this. Jesse DePantis Ministries is literally circling the globe using every available voice. What would that be? That would be television, radio, printed page, internet, DVDs, CDs, books, whatever it takes to preach the gospel. Can you see it? Hey, can you see it? I can just see it. I can see the gospel going all over the world to every person. Every year, the soul's adding up, people getting healed, lives being changed and delivered. Is that impossible? No. God thinks we can do that. Everything you see here at Jesse DePlantis Ministries was impossible, and everything we are going to do is impossible. But yet the Lord said, if you believe it, I'll do it. We are believing the unbelievable and receiving the impossible to simply reach people and change lives. that God wants you to thrive, prosper, and achieve everything He's called you to do? Well, in my book, Suited for Success, I'm going to show you how to be fully equipped with all the essentials that you need to live a victorious and prosperous life. Your victory has already been settled. You can and will accomplish every dream God put in your heart. Suited for Success. Order your copy at JDM.org today. Ladies and gentlemen, Kathy's new book, Suited for Success, is so vital to today's message and our theme for the year, If You Keep the Faith, Everything is Yours. I like the back of it. It says, suit up and win. Praise God. Kathy will build your faith and show you how you've been divinely suited for a successful future. Suited for Success will also equip you with the tools for you to walk out that success. Notice people notice clothes. The Bible said when Joseph came before Pharaoh, 
He changed his raiment. How do you get this? You got to get this. Just go to JDM.org for all the information. And she looks pretty good there, doesn't she? Suited for success. Hallelujah. Partners, I can't thank you enough for what you do for this ministry. Your faithful financial support is so vitally important in reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time. We don't change here at this ministry. We're doing exactly what we did 47 years ago to reach people. Why? Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, Jesse is going to be the same yesterday, today, and forever. So thank you for all you've done, all you're doing, and all you're going to do. 47 years of ministry, never having a financial deficit. Why? Can I say it all the time? I trust you. You trust me. And we both trust God. And trust brings the power and ability of God in every situation in your life. So, partner, nothing too small, nothing too big. I mean, that's what I said. You know, people say all the time, when are you going to retire? I guess when God quits giving me projects, I'm constantly having projects to do, but I'm about to file this business. Your money to me means more than money. For every dollar, I say, God, I want to sold it to the kingdom, and it will bless you. I hope this broadcast is strengthening your faith today to believe God for the unbelievable, the impossible, because it's all doable. Do you see that? And when you understand that, it'll work for you, not some of the time, all the time. You know how I know that? It works for me. Now, why would it work for me and not work for you? God don't love me anymore than he loves you. So I want to tell you some partners, thank you for helping us do these things. Do something today if you're not a partner and watch the anointing increase that's on me in this ministry. I'll come on you. I'm telling you, it will come on you because it's on me. Now, don't miss next week. Part two of if you keep the faith Everything is yours. And it's about time you start getting everything instead of some things. Okay? See you next week. God bless. Bye-bye. This year is going to be about keeping the faith no matter what. Faith is not the work of a moment, but of a lifetime. And remind yourself that everything is yours. Make that your inward vision. All of God's promises are yours by faith. And it's all up to you to keep it. Stay the course and keep the faith. Remember, if you keep the faith, everything is yours. Ladies and gentlemen, our April partner offer is our theme for this year. If you keep the faith, everything, and I mean everything, is yours. How do I get that? You go to jdm.org for all the ordering information. And I'm telling you, it will bless you because if you keep the faith, everything is yours. It'll let you know it all belongs to you. Did you know angels are real and many of them are here today? God's Word is full of supernatural experiences by people just like you and me. My new book, The Hidden Help, I share a few of those biblical stories and some of my own personal experiences with angelic beings. Remember, this world isn't all there is. You are unique in God's creation and The Hidden Help is always here for you. Order your copy today at JDM.com.
www.thebibleshop.org. Some of you have not been blessed spiritually, physically, or financially, especially financially, because your priorities were not straight. See, I believe in the hundredfold. It's in Mark chapter four, Mark chapter, it's in red. But you know, people like to water it down. They say, well, you know, a hundredfold, that, that's just so big. But you can have maximum results.